Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It is episode 333, September 21st, 2022, and I'm joined once again by Kyle with Kyle Klingman in Cedar City, Iowa. Um, we're hot off the world championships, Kyle. It's been a uh, it's been a good good time watching all these different styles compete, wouldn't you say? I agree. I agree. And, and it was fun, right? A lot of medals um, among men's freestyle, women's freestyle. And, of course, history. Uh, Jordan Burroughs, and a lot, of, a lot of people are looking at that history, number seven. But history in the women's division, too, Kyle. Set us up. Yeah, blown away. She, she's amazing. Let's bring her on and meet. Welcome to the show. Congrats on all the success, and, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, um, and we do want to, like I said, we want to get into all the success, but we kind of want to, want to, we want to hear the backstory, right? We, we, we know she's, she's winning world titles. She's crushing people. Where'd she come from? How did she get here? How, how, how'd you get introduced to wrestling? How old were you, and what do you remember about your, your early memories within the sport? So it's been a long journey. I first started wrestling when I was four years old. Um, my brother wrestled in high school and so did my sister. And I was, and I would always go watch them with my mom and I would just beg her to go on the mats. And at that time, they only let uh, kids start wrestling at five years old. And she was like, you know what, if you really want, go ask the head coach if you can wrestle. And I was so nervous. I was pretty shy when I was little. Uh, but I went out there and I asked, can I please start wrestling? And they're like, mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Um, okay, you can give it a shot. And so I, I went to that first practice and I just, I immediately fell in love. Like just, just something about the mats. Like, it just like excited me and getting to, you know, like physically move people around. It's just like, it just came to me naturally. Um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't do so well when I was younger, I was losing terminants and stuff. 
But I feel like as I got older, I started to get stronger, get in better shape. Uh, and then I started to really enjoy wrestling. And I was like, wow, maybe maybe I'm good at this. Uh, and so, yeah. And then uh, I did judo eventually, too. I started judo when I was seven. I did judo for a few years. Uh, and then eventually I found my way back to wrestling. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Wrestling is my number one sport. I, I love this so much. <laughs> Cool. Um, judo, wrestling. I think you have, you have maybe a little jujitsu background too, but they're all they're all similar, right? They're they're hand to hand combat type type sports. I don't know how how did you get into judo and and what was that experience like? Yeah. Um, so I I started wrestling at this community youth center that had many different sports, and so my mom would just drop me off after school and I would just spend my day there. So I did many different sports. I would do like wrestling, gymnastics, uh, literally any sort of class they had available. And so they had judo there, um, and I I loved throwing people. That was like my favorite thing. And so uh, I got really into judo. I had a lot of fun. But eventually our instructor left. And so I kind of found found my way back to wrestling. Uh, and then I started, I think I decided that I like wrestling better than judo just because um, there, there's more you can do in wrestling. You can't touch the legs in judo. Uh, and I just feel like all the scrambling, all the different positions you can work on in wrestling, it's just so much more fun for me. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah. Sure. Um, and, and you said you grew up, and I think you said you had an older brother and sister who, who were into wrestling. Um, like before you got onto the mats, were you like enjoying watching it and thinking about what it would be like if you could, could do it yourself? Yes. Yes, exactly. Like it, it, it was killing me to watch them. I was like, please let me join you. And then any chance I had, I would, um, wrestle with my older brother and sister, even though they were probably like three times my size, they were both uh -huh. heavyweights. Um, but I just, I enjoyed like just tackling people like, Oh, like I just had so much, um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, uh aggression, you know, aggression. So. Yeah. 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 So it sounds so. like you were very, um, Inclined physically, right? You you like to wrestle, like um, and you're wrestling at home with your brother and sister. And I had older brothers, and I guess older sister, but my older brothers wrestled, and and I was like into it. So I feel like that kind of not being picked on necessarily, just but just being very physical at a younger age, like steered you into that direction. And and you said when you stepped on the mat, you loved it. Did judo for a couple of years? I think you said seven seven years old. You came back to wrestling. Um, Oh, when did you I, yeah go ahead i went to judo at seven but oh, okay. i went back to wrestling at around 10 and 11 so i had about three years of judo all right um yeah when would you say and maybe it was before judo maybe it was after when did you like fall in love with wrestling or really develop a passion and it was like man this this is what i want to do i would say when i was 14 because it, it went from being more of a hobby to uh like like a profession like you know bigger goals like um there were nationals and then the idea of world championships came around and international competitions and it it's just it, you know it went from these local tournaments to something that was so much bigger uh and that's when i started to really love it and getting to meet and wrestle people from all around the world uh is amazing uh and yeah it's just like the more the more wrestling i learned the more i learned to appreciate it just like the different combinations of technique, different, uh, different things. And just, just realizing that there is so much to learn in wrestling. It's never ending. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think that drives me every day in practice. Oh, I want to learn this. I want to learn that. Show me, please. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. And we know the success you've had in recent years. Were you having the success at, I guess, we'll just start when you came back from judo at 10, 11, and you, you really, your passion, I think you said at 14, like, were you having success maybe on the local level at those younger ages? So I would say before judo, I was losing pretty consistently. But after judo, I came and I was doing pretty well. I was wrestling uh, only boys at that time because there weren't that many girls tournaments. I was also a heavyweight when I was younger. I just kind of grew up fast and stayed this weight. Um, so I was wrestling boys uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. And I was actually winning a lot of uh, boys tournaments when I was younger uh and i think it's because the judo helped me i was you know i was trying to throw people do all these upper body attacks uh and honestly to this day i, I still do that i still you know i still stick to my roots and what i was doing when i was younger um but you know eventually in middle school there's so many more opportunities to wrestle girls and then i kind of shifted to girls wrestling and then that was and that was amazing and, and today the difference between uh, how many girls there are on the mats compared to when I was in middle school is crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. It, it's exploding. I know Kyle's a huge, huge fan. And I think, it, I think it's fantastic. I got, got a couple little girls and I, I hope, I hope they wrestle really badly. I actually don't want them to know how badly I want them to wrestle, but um, you know, you're talking about transitioning or, or, or seeing the bigger picture, right? National tournaments or, or international tournaments. What was your coaching situation like uh, at a younger age? Because I know you, you got Valentin and probably a slew of coaches that are plugged in, tuned into the bigger picture. But how did you kind of get your eyes opened up to the world beyond maybe where you lived and, and the state or the country or the globe? Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, I had many different coaches. I would go every week to a different club, a different place. Uh, and this was really thanks to my mom uh, and my brother and my sister kind of pushing me and giving me the opportunity to get to train at uh, many different places. And then, you know, through connections, through coaches, they're like, oh, hey, Amit, uh, if you want to go to this practice at this other club, you can. And so when I was younger, I, I never really had one club. I would train everywhere, wherever they would accept me. Um, and it was, uh, I think, I think it was pretty cool because I got to hear, um, you know, and learn from coaches with many different styles and yeah. many different teaching, teaching styles. Um, and so, but that's part of the reason why uh, when I started working with Valentin, uh, I was so excited because finally I had, you know, one personal coach instead of, you know, many, many different coaches that, didn't really work with me like very close so yeah sure yeah. uh and you said i would go to lots of different clubs and wherever they would accept me were there ever places where they didn't accept you because either because you were a girl or or for and maybe any other reason so everywhere would they would accept me but there are some places that i wouldn't feel very comfortable i wouldn't feel like they want me there uh -huh. um just like kind of like little things from the coaches like just pushing me to the side or sometimes I would be partnered up with boys when I was younger. And just because of my experience in judo and natural, natural strength, I was beating up on them a little bit. And I think it irritated the coaches and they would get really mad at me and they would say, I mean, you can't wrestle them like that. You need to go lighter. And I would be like, what do you want me to do? This is practice. I want to get better, you know? Uh, and so, um, like, and I asked to wrestle with boys that were a little bit older than me too. 
and they wouldn't let me. So I, I just, I tried to find other clubs that I felt more accepted. I felt more comfortable. And honestly, like right now, everywhere I go, it's girls wrestling has grown so much that I feel, I feel so much more comfortable than I did back then. Do you feel that they were almost trying to like, um, protect, I don't know if protect's the right word, not physically. Well, maybe physically cause you're, you're beating them up, but like protect their egos or their, you know, not even that, that the, that's the right thing to do, but do you think they're trying to, they don't want to see these boys get beat up by this girl? I mean, I, I hope not. I, I hope that they had other reasons, like maybe they don't want me to injure them or, or something like that. Um, I mean, I would never want to injure anybody, but, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know where they came from with, with that. Uh, but it's, it's not, a, it's not a good feeling, you know, uh, being, being pushed to the side, always going with one partner, uh, or, or even the partners themselves, the boys I was working with, a lot of them didn't want to go with me. Um, and also when I was younger, just, just in school in general, when I would, when I had friends and I would say, oh, I'm a wrestler. And they would say, you're a wrestler. What, what, what you just like wrestle people. That's so weird. <laughs> so, and, and to see how it's changed right now, like how, uh, how girls wrestling is so much more well-known. It just, it feels, it feels amazing to see that right now. Yeah. It's, it's blowing up. It is exploding. So so when, when and how did you meet Valentin? We all know Valentin. Oh, I don't know if we all do, but Valentin Kalika, he's a very successful coach and he's coached a lot of great wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met him first when I was 12 years old. And it's kind of funny story. We I saw a USA Wrestling article about Elena Pereskova. She's a yeah. world champion. And I saw that uh, he's her coach. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I, in the article they were talking about how he how he's such a good personal coach and how he kind of like um knows how to you know adjust his style for his athletes um uh qualities and things like that and at the same time i previously uh when i was like 10 and 11 i was spending a lot of time in israel visiting family uh and i would wrestle in the club there and there was this russian coach that i really liked and so I was like, oh, Valentin, he's like Russian, Ukrainian coach, kind of like the same coaching style. And so I got really excited and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then at one point, uh, one of my friends that I was on a boys wrestling dual team with said that he was working with him. And then he gave Valentin's number to my mom. And then they talked and Valentin was like, okay, you can come over. I'm, re- I'm training on the beach in Southern California. Uh, bring a meet over. And so my mom and I drove to Southern California from uh, California Bay Area. And we spent a week there um, training with Valentin. Uh, and this was in 2019 before the Rio Olympics. So it was really cool because I got to see um, how he was preparing his athletes for the Olympics. Uh, and it, it was, you know, I was so nervous during that week. It was like crazy just being around an Olympic coach. And I felt like, oh, I have to perform. I have to show how good I am. Um but yeah, that was the first time I met him. Um, and then we kind of stayed in touch and trained a little bit uh, here and there. I would come over. Um, but then when I was 14, I like I went and I seriously trained in uh, New York City with Valentin. And since then, uh, we've been working a lot together consistently. Sure. What? Because I, I know Valentin and, and his story a little bit. Like, what was that training like in Southern California? Because I've seen him like doing pull-ups on trees and like just like old school Rocky workouts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he he's crazy. I heard I heard him say that um 
you can train anywhere, you know, and the best thing is to do it outside in the fresh air and the nature. Um, and so we would do all sorts of things. We had, we had a lot of bands. And so uh-huh. we would take like, you know, we would put the bands around our waist and we would do shots. He calls it uh, a bungee. And then we would do like snap downs with the bands. Uh, and then we would throw rocks over our heads. We would uh, run on the sand hand fight um and then we would also kind of like go um to a place on the sand where there's like a little bit of a hill and then we would pretend to fall over and catch ourselves to kind of like uh train our hips you know and like in a wrestling match like you lose uh you lose your balance yeah. and you need to get into good position so it's kind of like that uh and the sand is really helpful because it's always moving on you so you need to have like it trains your stability very well so uh, I really believe in uh, beach workouts. That's like one of my favorite things. That's cool. The I've seen the bands and throwing rocks and that, you know, that's all seems pretty normal. The falling down the hill and catching yourself. That's really cool. I never even thought, to, I mean, how do you train balance? I guess just by wrestling, but no, that's like an actual concrete way to, to train your balance. What, what were your thoughts as you did these unique type of training methods? Um, well, I would always have a headache after, like, you know, it was really, it was really working my mind. Um, all of these like different things that I've, that I've never done before, uh, until I met Valentine. Um, but generally I, I really believe in all of the, all the different training he has, uh, he has had me do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just a blast. There's always something interesting and different with Valentine for sure. Okay. Uh, as you're coming through, because 04 was the first you know, time women were allowed in the Olympics, so probably most of your life. Um, when did you start paying attention to the Olympics? Were there, were there women that were wrestling at, at or near the top that you looked up to as, as a young girl? Yeah, so around when I was like 10 years old, I feel like that's when I started to really become uh, obsessed with the Olympics. It was partly because of judo. My coach there, uh, he was awesome. And he was always talking about the Olympics. He was like, meet you don't understand you I think you can go to Olympics one day and I was like what no there's there's no way and he's like yeah just keep just keep training um so yeah that, that coach is amazing um but then since then uh I've just been obsessed with it I was like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to Olympics one day like that is my my number one dream um and so uh yeah that, that was my goal and I'm trying to think people I was looking up to Definitely uh, Elena Piroskova. I really felt like a connection to her and she's a world champion. Um, And, you know, as I got older, Helen Marulis, first uh, first Olympic champion, and I got to meet her uh, right before the Olympics too. So it was just incredible to see her win. Uh, And definitely uh, out of everybody, my older sister too, uh, because she was on the mat way before me when there were no girls at all a heavyweight also always wrestling the heavyweight boys. Uh, and so I would watch her and I, and when I'd see her, I would know girls can wrestle. Look at my sister. If she can do that. I can do anything. Um, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So your coach, your, your, I think it was your judo coach. You said, hey, you could be in the Olympics one day. Yeah. That's, that seems far fetched. Yeah. I, I guess the question is going to be like, when, when did you believe maybe that there was a shot, but, Maybe a, a similar question is when did you get introduced to the age level, you know, cadets and this and that and, and start believing that, that that is something that you could compete in and maybe have success in? So I remember um, I was 14 and some coaches were telling me, 
uh oh i mean i think there's this national tournament uh called body bar or at least used to be called body yeah. bar yeah. uh and i was in the school schoolgirl division so i think that's 13 and 14 and they're like if you win body bar as a schoolgirl you get to go um to the pan american championships and i was like whoa wrestling people who aren't from the u.s like that's the coolest thing ever um and so my mom and i flew to texas uh and i wrestled in the schoolgirl division my first like official big girls tournament yeah. uh and you know there were so many girls there like it was just crazy yeah. so different to what i'm used to being in those boys tournaments and like walking around the only girl um and so yeah we went to pan ams that year it was in mexico i think this place called villa hermosa i don't know if i'm saying that right um we'll say you are and it it was so fun like it is just such every time you go to an international competition it is always such a different vibe to what you're used to in the u.s and it's it it's it's just incredible there were so many people cheering in other languages um and you know i was really nervous obviously but i enjoyed every second of it yeah and and kyle's been to a a bunch of international events that i have too and i yeah it's awesome and it's different and it's cool seeing from the wrestling perspective and just the culture perspective maybe culture through wrestling it doesn't you know you talk about I was always the only girl at these boys tournaments. And then you probably went to body bar and it felt different, but this is like a whole kind of different Um, one. What did you like or dislike about that? And two, how did you do at that event? Uh, Body bar? No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I might have confused you. Uh, Pan Ams being at your first international Uh, event. Pan Ams. Uh, Okay. Uh, So I was surprised. I only had one girl uh, in my division uh, from Mexico and it it was, it was a small competition, but I think that was a good thing for me because it was my very first one. So it's, it's a great way to prepare for future international competitions. Um, But it was different than anything I've ever done before. Um, It it was, you know, uh, with girls uh, from Mexico and all sorts of like South American countries with different cultures. uh, And uh, just, you know, I I remember I still remember warming up in that uh, in that arena there and how nervous I was. And then after my match, I was like, oh, I did it. I did it. I, I wrestled. I wrestled so many from another country. And then after that, it was just, you know, um, everything else was the same, you know, international competitions. Yeah. What was your first world championship? Where where was your first world championships at? Cadets, I presume. Mm-hmm. Um, my first world championships was in 2019 in Sofia, Bulgaria, uh, the same place that I just had junior worlds this year. Oh, cool. And, and, and from the from the experience um and and all that to the wrestling what do you remember about that um so my first cadet worlds uh leading up to it i was i was very like i was nervous i was excited but i was i was more nervous than i've ever been before um and when i got there i really didn't know what to expect because i i saw other girls before me at cadet worlds um and I saw the pictures and I was like whoa that's like a, it's like a different world you know like you you see the arena behind you and the, the UWW like fancy the fancy elevated mats and I was just so nervous about it um and you know when you're nervous about something there's nothing much you can do you just you just have to go along and do it anyways even while you're nervous yeah. so that's what I did um and I had a really close match in the semifinals there in 2019 uh, and I lost. And I think that was like one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Uh, I feel like every time you lose, it's it's a good thing. And if you win, it's a good thing, too. 
Um, but that loss has helped me so much. Uh, just, just thinking about, oh, what if I, what if in those last 30 seconds when I was losing, what if I tried this? What if I was more composed? And then I think about it in practice and I kind of like, like I have a simulation almost, you know, we're wrestling live in practice and I'm like having flashbacks to that match. And I'm like, okay, uh, you're going to, you're going to get the shot. You're going to get the takedown. You're going to get something you have to, you have to score. Uh, so it's really helped, um, motivate me that, that loss I had in 2019. Sure. And you're talking about recalling and thinking, you have these simulations in your mind. It sounds like you think, which is good and important about wrestling a lot because the physical is really important, but like the mental understanding positions and probably thinking through things is really important outside of practice or any physical training. How much do you think about wrestling throughout the day? And specifically, like, what are you thinking? Are you thinking of getting your hand raised? Are you thinking scenarios, tactics, techniques? Kind of, uh, I like to get inside the head of successful wrestlers and see what and how and maybe why they think what they think. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where it comes from in my mind, but I'll suddenly have, usually it's like, almost like flashbacks to previous matches or previous situations in practice that I was wrestling. And I can almost um, envision it mentally, kind of like the movements and the feelings. Um, and I kind of like think, okay, wait, uh, what if my opponent did that? That's how I'm going to react. Um, and I, and I find myself thinking about it at least a few times a day, uh, just, you know, the, the actual movements. And then something else I think about too is uh, the feelings I have before a match the, the stress, the uh, adrenaline that I get uh, and how I manage it. Um, and that's pretty complicated for me. Like I, I go from like being pretty calm and relaxed, like you can wrestle. And then a few seconds later, I'm like, okay, you can't, you can't let them do this. You have to do that. You have to, you know, and then I go back to being calm and then back and forth. And then right before the match, I'm like, calm. Okay, let's go. Let's go. There's nothing. You just have to wrestle. Let's go. <laughs> so that's kind of how my recent world championships was um before every match uh and i i you know it's it's fun i i enjoy it even though it's stressful i think that's very mature like understanding and addressing your emotions feelings whatever you want to call it your feelings your emotions before a match and you said that's how you were maybe before these recent championships and you you mentioned i think before the cadets do you see the elevated stage and you're nervous and i don't think you said freaked out but maybe that's kind of what i took from it is like maybe overwhelmed um is that something that over time i don't even know if they're exercises you just you said two, a few times a day you just you do think about the movements and and the feelings and the nerves and the emotions is that something that you just thoughts are in your head or something you try to manage through mental training i guess for a lack of better words I feel like it is something that I like to manage um, just in life. I feel like I'm pretty good at blocking out thoughts, uh, which might not be a good thing. But sometimes I'm like, okay, right now you're going to think about it. Uh, and you're going to, th there's a word in the, in Colorado Springs in the Olympic Training Center there, we had um, sports psychologists talk to us about it, but it's almost like envisioning the match and kind of like thinking through it in your head, just taking a few minutes of your day to kind of like lay down and just, um envision everything everything in the match um and I I feel like I feel like that's that's a really helpful thing that I like to do and sometimes I actually have dreams where I'm wrestling and that's like even better because like I feel like I can practice the moves in my sleep <laughs> but uh it's it's yeah it's cool <laughs> 
dreams are dreams are funny, right? Sometimes you wake up and you remember everything, and then five minutes later you're like, "Wait, what? What was what was I just dreaming about?" I know. Do you ever do you do you learn from your dreams? And I know dreams are weird, so maybe that's a weird question. But do you ever like get better from sleeping and dreaming? I think I'm just practicing the same things that I do in practice in my dreams. And sometimes it goes really wrong. And it's like, like, I just get like thrown or I get like taken down like crazy. And then I'm like, okay, okay. And I kind of know I'm dreaming when I'm sleeping. And I'm like, okay, now, now is now you're coming back. You're not gonna, you're not gonna lose. You've got this. Uh, and then somehow I, I find it, I find a move or something. Um, and sometimes it can go really bad in my dreams. Like sometimes I, I get like injured or something, but then other times I, I win everything and I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know why, but I have these dreams. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, are these dreams like a regular occurrence, like weekly month and maybe it's sporadic and maybe it's hard to, to say, cause again, dreams, dreams are weird. Um, but is this something that happens on a somewhat regular basis and that, like, that you remember? Um, yeah, I do remember pretty well. I think it, it, I tend to have them more before a big competition, like senior worlds. I definitely yeah. had quite a few dreams. Um, but I generally, I, I think normally, uh, just a few times a month, uh, That's like cool. not maybe every other week kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I love sleeping. I, <laughs> it's a funny topic. It's a funny topic, but I love sleeping and uh, dreams. Dreams are great, especially if you if you if you know you're dreaming, then it's not a problem. Um, but yeah. When did these these dreams we're talking about start start happening? Within the last year? Within the last four years? Or forever? Uh, I would I would say um, like last last four years. No, uh, yeah, last four years. I still remember having them before my first kid at Worlds also. Um, so it's kind of a common thing for me. <laughs> I don't know. I hope I hope it's a common thing for other wrestlers too. I feel like it might be um, for sure. So <laughs> I feel like it's like some people like, oh, you know, two days we train, we technique in the morning and we wrestle hard in the afternoon. I'm like, you're like three a days. You're like well, morning practice, afternoon practice no. and nighttime. <laughs> you're like just yeah. an extra time to get better. I think that's awesome. I, I don't mean to do it. It's just, it just happens. <laughs> well, good for you. Uh, so tell me about your first, so you lost in the, in the semis in 2019. Tell me about your first world title and what you remember from that event or, and, or from like winning and how it felt. Yeah. So um, my first title was Cadet Worlds in uh, 2021 and that was in Budapest, Hungary. Um, and that was just unbelievable. I feel like I was more emotional there than I was in senior worlds because it was almost, I, cause after taking that loss in 2019 and then having to go through COVID and missing the world championships in 2020, I felt like I really, really needed to redeem myself. I was just not being able to wrestle all during, during all of that time. And so when I went there and I made the finals, like I, I won my semifinal match, I was like, whoa. I already did better than last time. I, that's that's incredible. And I was like, okay, now you can't stop. It's just one more match. You can't stop. Uh, and I remember I was so nervous before that match. Like just like my heart was like beating so fast. Uh, and then afterwards, I was I was kind of shocked. But then when we went to that podium and they uh, raised the American flag higher than the other flags and they played the national anthem, I just got goosebumps. Like. 
everywhere. And I, my eyes started tearing up and I was just like, oh, this is the best feeling ever. And, and I'll always remember um, my first uh, world championships that I won. That was incredible. Sure. Um, you, you mentioned COVID, right? Everybody's got a, a COVID story of something like, we don't have to dive into to like COVID, but, but how was your training? What was, you know, how did things change in, the, in that period of a, a year, two years, whatever it was? Yeah. So uh, it was, it was kind of complicated. Uh, it was the nice part is that a lot of my family was home. My brother was home with me and he, he's a wrestler too. And so we got these uh, pretty cheap mats from Costco and we set them outside kind of like, um, on the concrete and I would wrestle my brother every morning and we would put uh, a zoom call on with Valentin and some of our other coaches from the RTC. Uh, and this would be like an hour and a half, almost every, almost every weekday. Uh, and I would be wrestling my, my big uh, 220 pound brother <laughs> uh, <laughs> every morning. And uh, yeah, we did this for a few months, uh, but it was, it was good. I, you know, my, my brother is a Greco wrestler and so I, we did a lot of upper body things, a lot of pummeling. Um, and we would also, my brother and I, we did a lot of training together too. Uh, we would do uh, like home workouts with water. And we eventually, we ordered a Bulgarian bag and some exercise equipment because the gyms were closed. Uh -huh. uh, we would go on runs together. So me and my brother, we were just like at it. We were, we were training so hard together. And I got in pretty good shape during COVID, which is surprising um but yeah that, that was my COVID experience um and also in COVID I did start doing more jujitsu because wrestling was really closed up but jujitsu was more open I'm not sure why so I did do a lot of jujitsu during COVID also sure a couple questions on that one Valentin and and maybe some of the RTC coaches are watching on Zoom what you know I'm sure they're not just watching and and then they say bye at the end right is there feedback or what how was that because that's a really interesting way to <laughs> to have practice and have a coach like observe and maybe give feedback yeah that was really tough because I I sometimes they couldn't see really well what I was doing or I couldn't see what they were doing but they would literally get up in front of the camera and show me the movements that I'm supposed to do and then my brother would tell me if it feels right or feels wrong and I would just keep trying it. Uh, but I never really knew if what I was doing was 100% correct because, you know, they're, they're not there in person. But it, it was actually, I was surprised how much we were able to get done. I, I learned a lot. I worked on a lot. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was a good idea. And we even had uh, once or twice a few international coaches that Valentin knows. They hopped on the call too and they watched us. And that was really cool because I got I got coaching from s another international coach because of Zoom, so that was fun. So uh, the 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 innovation that was bred because of we're forced to right you you can't go see these people and and yeah what a weird time it was but really what a what a you guys took advantage of it and you know maybe it wasn't ideal it could have been better but you really made the most of it and and I think that's awesome. Um, the next question is jujitsu. Um, you, you did judo from, I don't know, seven to 10 or something like that. Had you done jujitsu much prior to the pandemic? And it, well, yeah, we'll start with that. And yeah. Um, so I started doing jujitsu when I was like 12 and a half. Uh, I had a coach invite me to a wrestling practice that was at this jujitsu gym called Gracie fighter. Sure. Um, and then 
the the head the head guy there, uh, Caesar Gracie. He he was watching our practice, and then after he was talking to me and my mom, and he was like, "Oh, Amit, you have to try jujitsu. You'll be so good at it. It's so fun." And then he was he was kind of joking. Oh, there's a lot of money in jujitsu and this and that. And I was like, I don't I don't care about money, but uh, I'll maybe maybe I'll try it. Um, and then um, I came in for a practice, and at first I was really confused. I was like, "What is this? This is so weird." It had some similarities to wrestling and some similarities to judo. Because in judo, there's still guard, it's still in geese. Um, and so it was kind of like wrestling and judo combined for me. So I immediately fell in love with it because it was like my two favorite sports combined. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I also really enjoyed just the the atmosphere in jujitsu. I feel like it's a lot different than wrestling. There's kind of like this calm, like relaxed vibe. Like you can come in, you don't need to train really hard. You can kind of, even when you're, you know, doing a live go, you can kind of like relax, pull the person, kind of get a choke really slowly, kind of just lay down. Um, and, you know, wrestling, obviously, it's it's way more intense. So it, it kind of I kind of get like two different sides. I get something that's more relaxing and fun. And then I have wrestling that's like intense. I mean, jujitsu can be intense, too. Sure. But I feel like more more so it can be relaxing if you want it to be. Have you ever competed in jujitsu? Yeah. Um, so around that time when I first started, I was competing a lot for about two years from like 12 to 14. And then at 14, that's when I went uh, to New York with Valentine. But during that time, I did a lot of jujitsu competitions, uh, local ones in California. Um, and I started it as a white belt. I won my first competition. And this was in the adult division because I was big enough. So I, I went in the white belt adult division. Uh, and in jujitsu, there's also this absolute division. So after you win your, your division, then all the winners can go in a bracket like later in the day, and then they can face each other. So I, in my first competition, I, I got like two medals, one for my division, one for absolute. And it was super cool. Um, and I kept going. And when, if you're under 16 in jujitsu, you have to go through the colored belts. Um, but if you're over 16, it just goes white, blue, purple, brown, black. Yeah. Uh, so I got my yellow belt a little bit afterwards, um, kept competing, got my orange belt. And I believe when I was an orange belt, um, my, instru- my instructor said uh, that I can go to a competition as a blue belt adult. And so I started competing as a blue belt adult. Um, and I did that for a little bit. And it was it was a blast. Like it, these competitions were intense. Um, but then after uh, I got invited to New York, I was like, no, wrestling is my number one priority. And then I didn't really get a chance um, to compete more in jiu-jitsu until COVID. Sure. Man, between four years old going on the mat and then at seven doing judo, back to wrestling and jiu-jitsu and, and competing against adults when you're a kid uh, and it, up through the world, you just like – some people would burn out. Like they would be like, ah, I'm not having fun. This is too serious or too intense or too – you know – have you ever felt that or have you ever had to back off and, and take a break? Or are you just like, I love it. Give me more. I think every time I, I have felt burnt out before, but I think because I have so many different sports, whenever I feel kind of like burnt out a little bit, I'll be like, okay, today I'm going to go to jujitsu practice. I'm not going to wrestle today. I'll just, I'll do some jujitsu. Um, and I felt like, I, I feel like that has helped me manage it. And yeah. I love everything. I love old, all three of those sports so much that yeah. jumping from one to another uh, has really helped me with that. 
I also really enjoy weightlifting and just exercise in general. I'm like addicted to exercise. Uh, So just, you know, going on a run, uh, lifting, things like that. Um, Just having all of these different physical activities uh, keeps it, keeps it exciting, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Olympic trials, 2021. Um, You wanted to go, Wait, one day your 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 age is off by one day. Is that right? What what's your birthday? What's the cutoff? Okay, so my birthday is January first, um, two thousand four, and the cutoff is December thirty first, if I believe. So if I was born literally like a few hours before, I could have tried to go to the Olympic trials, um, but you know that that's the rule and that's what it that's what it is. So uh, I I got a lot of good training in, and it was it was fun. <laughs> okay. Fast forward to this year, 2022. Even back to the final X and, and prior, like I'm, I'm sure your goal was to make the team and, and eventually win. It's one thing to have a goal. It's a whole other thing to believe it, right? I want to X. Okay. But do you really believe it? Right? I don't know. I, th- there's a difference, right? So where were you at? heading into your first senior level experience between wanting to make the team and wanting to win and believing you could, or maybe the third thing is believing you would, because there, there's maybe even two or three differences there. Yeah, I think um, going going into it, um, I believe that uh, I could, uh, that I, I could, I, I had the possibility, but I feel like in the back of my mind, I was like, I I really don't know, you know, I really don't know until that whistle blows and I shake her hand and, you know, and then I just go into autopilot and I wrestle. And then at the end, it's like, okay, you won. (laughs) Um, But I, I didn't, I didn't believe in it. No, I just said, I told myself, just go out there and wrestle and, and see your result. Do, do what you do in practice. And if that works, it works. (laughs) You also said something really interesting right there. I shake her hand and then I just go into autopilot. Right. Are you, and I guess that's probably how you would describe it. You know, do you think during wrestling or is it just like, you know, a computer that's running off of what it's seeing and how it knows to react? And secondly, after the match, can you remember some people are like, I don't know what happened. I black out when I wrestle. And some people can remember everything. I saw her turn her toe. So I shot and some people know all the details and some people don't. And and I guess it's it's two or three questions, but do you, do first of all, do do you think when you wrestle? You know, I do think, but it's it happens only at certain times. There's times of the match that I'm not thinking at all; it's just pure reflexes. And then there's times that I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, I look at the clock, I look at the score, and then I kind of think about it, and then I change my my wrestling for it. But then I I shift very quickly out of thinking to wrestling, like within seconds. Um, and then to answer your other question after matches, uh, I would say like 90% of the time, I don't remember exactly what happened. I can remember what, like what I did to score generally, but sometimes when I rewatch my matches after I I'm really surprised. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that I did that. I I forgot that I did that. Um, and so it's like, it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing ever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, and Nico, I'm talking to our producer. If, if, if you got that match, if you could pull it up, that one I sent you, um, we'd love to check this out. This is, this is your finals match. 
And we'll just kind of let it play here. I think it starts 10, 15 seconds in, but it's still zero, zero. Um, and you can walk us through what you're thinking. You can, you can do play-by-play. -play. Can, we can just watch. But, yeah, this is the finals. Did you know much about your opponent coming into it? Yes, I, I watched uh, many of her matches before. And she has this amazing double leg that she was getting on everybody. Uh, and what's amazing about it is she would take a relatively bad shot, like with her head down. But then she would drive into her opponent and be able to pick them up and throw them to their back somehow from that position. And so uh, leading up to the world championships, I, I worked with my partner and I would constantly have her shoot a double on me and try to drive me out and build up. And wow. I would work on sprawling and stopping her, her momentum. And so uh, I was really prepared for her to take that shot. And she um, did. <laughs> and she did. And. At first, I, I remember for like a split second, I was like, oh, wow, this is strong. And I was like, no, 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 you've got this. Just just keep it. You've got this. Um, and then I was, I was able to go behind. And then from then on, I really don't remember anything. I just it was just that leg lace was reflexes completely. Was, <laughs> and then I, right I mean, here, I, I just I was in complete shock. I didn't under I mean, right now, even right now, a few days later, I still don't understand what happened. I don't know how I got that leg lace, but because uh, that girl, she's strong. She's, you know, Asian world champion, uh, world silver medalist. I, I you know, <laughs> can't believe it. Yeah. Do, do you remember, I mean, you remember standing on the mat right here, how you felt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember a lot, actually. <laughs> I was just like, it was all just, just crazy. Like my senses were, were heightened, like, and these reactions, like, oh my gosh, they they were just so so natural. Like, I I couldn't. Uh, and this right here, when I'm picking <laughs> up my, coach, um, that was not planned actually. Uh, I don't know. I I wasn't even thinking about it before the match. I just suddenly decided that that's what I want to do, uh, because I I have seen it before. I've seen a I've seen a girl from Japan a long time ago do that. And I just, in my head, I was like, oh, that's something that you can do if you want. <laughs> um, but so right awesome. here, oh my gosh, his, Valentin's weight was moving forward and backwards. And I was like, please, please don't fall. Please don't drop him. Because just imagine right here, if he, if he fell on his face, <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe... Just maybe you did these drills on the sand where you fall forward and catch yourself for it. Maybe it wasn't. It was for this. It was for this moment. So when oh he's on your shoulders <laughs> afterwards. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I was really enjoying my moment because the first time I, I ran with the flag in um, uh, Cadet Worlds in 2020 in 2021, I just did like one circle and I was really shy and embarrassed. And I was like, please, I just want to get off. This is this is embarrassing. And then after I was like, no, you have worked so hard for this. You are a world champion. You should enjoy every second of it. And I feel like that's what I did at seniors. Were you, I'm sure that's not something that crossed your mind here, but I brought it up and I'm sure plenty of people brought up the youngest ever. Like, at what point did that dawn on you? Or did somebody say it to you and you were like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> uh somebody said it to me after and i, I was like what because i actually i thought that kyle snyder was 18 when he won so i was, was like 19, oh no yeah. no it's 
yeah I, but I was like oh it's it's a normal thing you know I, I didn't think that I was the youngest I thought I thought there's most people like most of the best have made you know world teams at 18 and have won at 18 so I was just like I was just really surprised and I, I was like okay I, I guess I guess I'm the youngest now <laughs> um and and you know that just added an extra element of, of joy for me yeah uh, the youngest that's so awesome congratulations to that and um, I, I don't even know if I want to go there, but Jordan just won seven. That's the record. I mean, you're 18. He didn't win his first till he's like 23 or 24, maybe. Is that even something that's crossed your mind or, or dawned on you? Like, maybe before I retire, eighth possible. Oh, I, I don't know. Because going into this world championships, I, I did not think. I, I knew that I had a shot at it, but I didn't think that I would win. Like, I, I don't know why, but I just thought that something would happen and yeah. somehow I won. Um, and so to think of winning again is just like, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to go buy it every single year yeah. and just every year is a new year. Every competition is its own thing. And even within the competition, it's just one match at a time. I don't, I don't, think ahead like I do but I try to focus on what I'm doing in the present and I feel like that helps me yeah and I, I think that's that's the best way to do it um I had to ask because that's my job um and 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 best of luck to you on on smashing that eventually right but uh one one match one competition at a time is definitely the right way um but here I go contradicting myself because I'm gonna talk about two years from now um 2024, I'm I'm sure you're aware of this, right? 72 is not an Olympic weight, so up or down, is that something you've – I'm sure you've given a little bit of thought to it. I don't know that you've committed in your mind to, to going up or down, but where are you at with that, you know, two years out? Yeah, I'm really thinking about it, and I feel like I feel like at this next season I, I, I want to decide if I want to go up or down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard for me because I want to try to listen to my body and stick to a weight that I feel the best at. Yeah. And I, I thought that that weight was 68, but then this past year I gained weight and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm just growing. And <laughs> I was like, 76 is too big for me, but 68, I don't, I don't want to cut weight right now. Like, and so I just kind of found my way to 72. And, and right now, uh, at 72, I, I don't need to cut weight. I just, I'm right there. So I just, I eat a little bit healthier like the day before and I'm, I make weight. So thinking that way, maybe 68, but at the same time I could grow muscle and go 76. So I just, I, I have to think about it, but definitely I want to decide soon to get ready for the Olympics. Sure. Um, so I guess I'm, it's just how my body feels. Uh, if yeah. I'm, if I'm really suffering cutting weight, then maybe I'll just try to grow some muscle. Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> sure. Well, and you said, I, what was wrong? Nothing was wrong with you, right? You, and you know what? You're just growing, right? You're, you're 18. You're probably still growing. Um, uh, so, and I think you just gave yourself the best advice, right? Listen to your body. And I've heard a lot of successful wrestlers talk about that. And, and some are like, at the end of their careers, like, I wish I would have listened to it more during my career. And instead I was trying to force one way or the other. So you got, you got plenty of time. You got a great head on your shoulders and no doubt um, you're going to, you're going to do great. You're going to do great uh, wherever you go. Um, okay. B- back to jujitsu because we were ta- just talking off, off before this um, 80 CCs just happened. You're not the only person who's successful in your life. Let's talk about yeah. that. 
Oh, okay, so my boyfriend is also an the youngest ever IBGGF world champion. So I, it's incredible this year what we've done. Youngest senior world champion in wrestling for the U.S. Mm-hmm. and youngest ever IBJJF um, jiu-jitsu champion. And it's, I just feel like we, our energy, like we feed it off of each other. When he does great, I feel like, wow, I can, I can, I can do something. I can accomplish that too. Uh, and I feel like it, it works the other way around, but he's just, he's amazing. He's, he's my best friend. And I, I just, my training is so amazing when I'm with him. I feel like we just, I just love to wrestle him. He teaches me jujitsu. I try to teach him wrestling. It's, it's really cool. <laughs> How's his wrestling? I think it's good. Yeah, it's it's different though. It's different than anything I felt with um, wrestlers. He he moves so differently. Like jujitsu, generally people in jujitsu in general they wrestle very differently. I think it's because of the guard and because of the the guillotine. Like if you if you take a, a shot head first, um, and his his reflexes in general are not like anything I've ever seen. Like when I shoot on him, like he just does crazy scrambling, crazy flips. It's just, it's insane. <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you feel like wrestling with, with jiu-jitsu practitioners, for that reason, it's so different, it's so weird, Weird, I guess would be a word for foreign, unique. Do you feel like wrestling with him or, or, or any jiu-jitsu people can help your wrestling because you get that different feel? I think, I think it can be beneficial. Um, but I feel like the best thing is actually doing jujitsu with them <laughs> because okay. the scrambles that happen in jujitsu, like when you're trying to pass somebody's guard or somebody is in side control, like they, like it's almost, it almost looks like they're pinning you yep. and you have to get out of that position uh, is I feel like there's just so much core strength and flexibility that it just, it adds a really, uh, a really unique skill set for my wrestling and just scrambling in general. It, it really relates to wrestling um, so well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you watch jujitsu? I know, I know you were at Worlds and ADCC was going on all the time, and it's a big deal. But, so that might be difficult. But are you a, um, are you like a fan? You know, do you do you follow it to to some degree? Yeah, I, w- I would say I'm a fan. I'm still I'm still pretty new to jujitsu, but yeah. I I love watching it. It's it's so exciting. It's so different than wrestling because you watch it and sometimes it looks like it's kind of slow like like oh people are just like holding on to each other but there's so much that's happening that you yeah. can't see and i only understood that after i i had a very a very tough jiu-jitsu competition they are working every second out there to control um to control the position and work very slowly to the submission you know every little little inch that you move just a little further uh, makes a huge difference, and I—that's so different from wrestling. Um, just how you can like take your time in jujitsu and kind of slowly get in on the position. Yeah, like inch your way. Yeah, I felt it. It's it, it is different in that in that regard. Um, well, well, great. Uh, we got Kyle Klingman, who's been sitting here very patiently, hanging out, taking some notes, probably. But Kyle uh, has a little game we like to play with our guests, and I'm gonna let him take it over. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> like that side. Oh, Tel Aviv. No. Oh, I think it's Tel Aviv. Yeah, Tel Aviv. 
Oh, yes. Where'd you look it up? Oh, no. Maybe maybe it's Jerusalem. I just assumed that it was Israel. That's where the... uh... Oh, it is Jerusalem. Oh, I assumed it was Tel Aviv because that's where the airport was. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... But you know what? Jerusalem... Okay. Was that Trisha Saunders? N- yes. Okay. <laughs> I think you're. I think um, you're making a sweat, Kyle. Doubting, <laughs> doubting myself there. <laughs> oh, uh, Dom Parrish. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, she crushed it. Uh, uh, Texas <laughs> is. It, I know he grew up. I know he was. Close. I know he lived there for a long time. Oh, that's a tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yeah. It's a different era. Yeah. What? <laughs> you got some bangers. Oh wait, 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 wait. A Kavmaga or Kavmaga? Yeah, Kavmaga. Uh, it was in the back of my, very back of my brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bonus question: Where is Valentin Kalika from? Ukraine. There we go. There we go. Crushed it. Um, okay, one one last little game. This one's called wins and whoopins. So if you can think back okay. over the span of your career, and maybe I'm looking for one exa- one win that stands out in your mind as memorable. Maybe it was the last one you just wrestled. Maybe it's a different one for any reason. It could be little kids match. It could be it could be jujitsu or judo. Really, I don't care. And then one like just whooping. Everybody's got at least one time they just got smashed. And it sucked, and uh-huh. it sticks out in their memory, and they don't want to talk about it. But I make I bring it up and make people talk about it. Um, but looking for one win and one whooping uh, that that stand out to you from any time from the time you were four till your last most recent match. I think the win that uh, really stood out for me recently was um, my quarterfinals match in the World Championships against Turkey, because I really shocked myself. Uh, the first 30 seconds of this match, this girl felt extremely strong. I, I went into it feeling like this was going to go the full six minutes. It might be very close. And then just my reflexes kicked in somehow. And I got a throw and I got a pin. And when I got that pin, I, I looked down and I was like, did this just happen? Like I was, my mind was blown and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't one of those close matches where you come back. But just emotionally, I was just, I had goosebumps everywhere. I was just, I was like, whew. And after that, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can win this thing. If I if I just pin this girl and she is amazing, then maybe I have the potential to win this thing. Uh, so that, that's how I felt after that match. 
awesome. and then what and then what was the word you used for the losses whooping but you can use whatever word you want okay um i think the biggest <laughs> whooping i had i think i was like uh 11 uh, 11 10 or 11 and i went to the boys tulsa nationals in oklahoma or yep. no wait tulsa oklahoma yeah, yeah in tulsa it. um and i was in the plus weight class because my mom and me we don't believe in cutting weight and i was Love about it. five pounds over naturally uh i think i was 145 and it was 140 plus and so in this division, I had boys that were like 160, 170, 180. Uh, and I got my butt whooped. <laughs> I I got pins. I, I you know, I, I still, I think I won one match. So that's why I had a few more and I wasn't just dropped from the bracket. Right. But these were the only times that I have ever gotten pinned in, in competition. And I still remember it because I felt so... Um, uh, I felt like nothing I did worked. I tried. I tried so hard, and I just kept getting pinned, and I just felt so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> imagine, yeah. So I, I definitely remember that. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's like you, and you know, you said early, early on in this, in this interview, like the losses are nobody likes them, but they're good and they're important, and and you could take a lot from them. Um, Fortunately for you, you don't lose a lot, <laughs> but you still, you still, you still obviously are, are growing and advancing at a great rate. So, um, man, that, that shoot, we're, we're coming up on an hour now. We're, we're down to the line and that's pretty much going to do it for today's show, but I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, it's always insightful hearing the journey from, you know, the time you got in till, till, till winning your first world title and for, hopefully first of many. Um, we're going to leave you with the final word though. Anything you might want to say about anything before we let you move on with your day. I mean, thank you for inviting me on the show and it has been really great to speak with you. Awesome. Well, me, uh, thanks so much. Have a great day and we, we look forward to continuing to watch your career unfold. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Kyle. Dude, she's a killer. Stone cold killer. It was really fun having her on today. I think we're just scratching the surface. So really excited to watch her continue, um, hopefully to have success and, and be awesome. She's a great person, and we're glad she came on. And that's going to do it for today's show. So for Kyle Klingman, I'm Mark Bader. We'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>